Good morning, dear faithful, on this feast day of St. Peter Celestine. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the soul of Carol Shehu, third year anniversary, by, requested by her husband and children. Please know, as of this morning, I had uh, tried to inquire as if there were any further details from our Archbishop regarding the reopening of Masses as of this morning before Mass, um, there hasn't been any communication on any details on reopening. However, our governor of the state of Connecticut has issued further uh, protocols and, uh, and uh, what, what you call that, the executive orders that will remain in effect until June, June 20th. And from what I've read so far, the governor has continued to prohibit then gatherings, spiritual or religious gatherings of more than 50 people. So with this in mind, I believe that the Archdiocese will, will try to establish guidelines that will respect this as it was before. I mean, before when we had the pandemic, the governor had already limited our gatherings to 50. But now we will see because the Archbishop has continued to, uh, from, from March, that now our Masses are still cancelled until further notice. So now we wait and pray uh, for our hierarchy to allow us then for any kind of prudent guidelines to reopen. And until then, I have no other information on how to reopen. Um, there is also probably uh, some things I'm reflecting on for the opening of Sunday Mass at least and uh, Holy Days of Obligation, we might have to increase the Mass slot by one in order to accommodate everyone. Uh, we will see how that could go. And, uh, and depending on what the Archbishop says, we will see how we have to admit the people who come in. We have to see if maybe many people have suggested that we use a sign-up sheet or people call in or people do first come first serve what have you but we have to keep in mind that not everyone is connected to technology and so we are trying to I'm trying to see what is the best way to admit people in and make it as accommodating as possible we know that we will have to deny admission to parishioners who may come but then the church is already to its to its capacity of 50 people so we apologize for that but this is how the legislation is for this current time. Of course, those who are live streaming and are not in the state of Connecticut, this does not affect you. Please respect, of course, the protocols, procedures of your archdiocese or diocese and the state and government officials in your local area. And please continue to pray for us as we continue to pray for you. Please also ask the Holy Ghost that he may help me especially when making these decisions here for the re-establishment of our liturgy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. As we continue on this second day of our rogation days that precede the Ascension, the Feast of the Ascension of our Lord, let us look upon the reflection made by St. Thomas Aquinas, a very great saint and theologian, 
and also one of the patrons of the Institute of Christ the King, the religious order that I belong to, that offers the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite. And let us look upon his reflection on the advantages of prayer. Last week, we had been speaking about prayers, about our favorite prayers and prayers that we should know. And so this is quite an extension of, of this because these rogation days are quite important and we ought to ask the Lord for mercy and to do penance and ask the Lord, if it be His will, to, to deliver us from this scourge that we are experiencing right now. So the advantages of prayer, St. Saint Thomas Aquinas wants us to reflect on. He says that devout prayer obtains for us a threefold good. It is an efficacious and useful remedy against evils. Secondly, it is powerful and useful in obtaining what we ask. And thirdly, it is useful because prayer makes us the friends of God. Prayer, first of all, is efficacious and a useful remedy against evils, for it frees us from the sins committed. Thou hast forgiven the wickedness of my sin. For this shall everyone, for this shall everyone that is holy pray to thee in a seasonable time. Thus the repentant thief prayed on the cross and obtained forgiveness. For Christ said to him, This day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Thus did the poor publican pray, and he went down into his home justified. Prayer also protects us against the fear arising from future sins, mental disturbances, and sadness. Is any of you sad? Let him pray, cheerful in mind, according to St. James. Prayer also liberates us from persecutions and from our enemies. Instead of making me a return of love, they detracted me, but I gave myself to prayer. Secondly, prayer is powerful and useful in obtaining for us all our requests. Therefore, I say unto you, all things whatsoever you ask when you pray, believe that you shall receive, and they will come unto you. On the other hand, we shall not be heard, either because we do not persevere in prayer, or because we do not ask for that which is more expedient for our salvation. This is something we have already spoken about yesterday and also on Sunday. Hence it is written, we ought always to pray and not to faint. Pray without ceasing. St. Augustine says, the good Lord often refuses what we ask so that he might grant us what we need. This is clear from the example of St. Paul, who prayed that the, the sting of the flesh might be taken away from him, yet his prayer was not heard. For it was not expedient for his salvation to, that the sting of flesh should be taken away. 
And thirdly, prayer is useful since it makes us friends of God. Let my prayer be directed as incense in thy sight, for prayer is an act of religion, whereby man shows reverence to God, in so far as he subjects himself to him as the author of good, and by praying confesses that he needs him as the author of all good. See, by praying, man surrenders his mind to God, since he subjects it to him with reverence, and so to speak, presents it to him, just as the human mind excels exterior things, whether bodily members or those external things that are employed for God's service, so too prayer surpasses other acts of religion. God, in very truth, bestows many things on us out of his liberality, even without our asking for them. But that he wishes to bestow certain things on us at our asking is for our good, namely, that we may acquire confidence in having recourse to God, and that he may recognize in him the author of our good. St. John Chrysostom says, Think what happiness is granted thee, what honor bestowed on thee, when thou conversest with God in prayer, when thou talks with, when thou talks with Christ, when thou askest what thou wilt, whatever thou desirest. And as we continue to pray for God, for illumination and enlightenment in a spiritual way, let us ask and continue to pray to God for the many graces that He wills to bestow on us. It really depends on us if we are apt to receive it. That is why we must try to maintain that state of grace in our soul and that we continue to persevere. We know it is quite difficult right now where we see so much confusion in this world and in the church. How confusing sometimes the teachers of those who, who supposedly defend the laws of God and the rights of the church seem to confuse it in many different interpretations. But what we can ask our Lord then is for clarity that the Holy Ghost may continue to guide our leaders so that they may prudently and uh, also care for our souls so much more and see that the church is our vehicle for salvation. So let us look upon the sacraments that we appreciate so much and that we miss so much these past weeks there is so much light now coming at the end of the tunnel. And we do know that we will restore again the liturgy here at, at our churches, as we've seen and witnessed in news in other places elsewhere, where Mass is now being celebrated for the faithful, as we always do. No matter if you're, not, if you're here or if you're absent, we pray, we offer the Mass on behalf of the living and the dead, and we offer them all to the Almighty Father. And so we are encouraged 
that when you participate by by always being in union with the intentions of the priest at Mass, wherever you may be, please, please know that you're always connected somehow. Of course, it is more beneficial if, it, if you're physically present, but also know that, that our Lord accepts those prayers too, especially those of you connected right now. And so we offer these prayers, and let us try our best to, to think about the many opportunities we can have to pray. Maybe there are other things. We have chores, we have duties to do, but, but we should know that prayer is our utmost importance. And that is why it is good that we continue here at this church. We open our church after the live stream mass for people to enter and pray in private as we do here for um, our meditations and, and rosary, for example. It is always good to do that. And now, as we have greater understanding, but not complete understanding of, of this pandemic crisis, we see that through safety precautions, we are able then to pray in, at Holy Mass, or at, at the church at least. So let us pray for our Archbishop, and know that he, we know that he is making the difficult decisions, and that that God may give him the strength to, to continue with his great and uh, big mi- ministry of serving the archdiocese that he is assigned to. So let us know that everyone who is in our hierarchy has many responsibilities, whether they be lower in the hierarchy or a higher up. And so let us continue in prayer to offer then our prayers for them, for the conversion of sinners, for the proclamation of truth in charity especially because this will help us then to achieve salvation and bring us closer then to our Lord. Let us always ask this in our daily prayers. Let us ask this always in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen.